0: Wow.
1: Shall we
0: begin? Yes.
1: <laughs> so anyways, how are you doing, Kitty Hawk, from those two days we did not talk? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, pretty good. Just played video games yesterday.
1: Oh, which games?
2: Oh, uh, let's see. Played some Hearthstone, played Mario Golf, unlocked a golf course, Uh, and then played Bravely Default for a little bit. And gotta say, even though like it's a traditional j r p g it's I just didn't like it. that's okay um, okay, like it's okay, like I'm not gonna say it's terrible. I'm just like I was playing it, and it's the demo, so it's sort of like trying to give you an idea of like what's gonna happen. I'm sure there's a bigger story and everything like that, but okay, one thing, I hate the job class shit. I really do. Outside of Final Fantasy Tactics, I don't really like it. It's never really been very interesting because I'm like, well, I'm just going to get my standards and then I'm done. And also, I just was like bored out of my mind, (laughs) I have to say. Like, it was difficult. I'll have to say, like, the difficulty level was on normal was like surprisingly difficult. Maybe this is just the demo. I'm not sure. This could be like the Final Fantasy demo, which was much harder than the actual game. Um, But I was bored out of my mind playing that game. Because you're like, oh, go get me this thing. All right, cool. I'll wander around and fight random enemies for the next hour. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm okay with that, but it just, also, everything just sort of felt dead. Like, as, as beautiful as the visuals were, it just sort of had this, like, there was no heart, no spirit in it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. I, I really, really, joke. really wanted to like it. What?
0: I said I heard a joke this week that was, someone said that uh, Bravely Default is named after Square Enix's new corporate strategy.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I. The system is good. Like, I have to say, like, I, I really like the fighting system. It's interesting, if, and like the way I put it to, um, I think I was talking to B, I said, if it was 15 years ago, I would have been really excited about this RPG. I would have been all about it, I would have been playing it every single day, especially if it had been on a handheld. But it's 2014, the JRPG has sort of played itself out. It's like platformers. What else, unless you're, you're like going to come up with something really radically new. It's not very different. This sort of feels like an amalgamation of a lot of JRPGs I played in the '90s.
1: Eh. I'm doing some research right now on the game of chess.
2: Oh, chess. Yeah. Chess. Yeah.
1: Let's yes.
2: Play Hearthstone. Well. Play Hearthstone. It's free.
1: Okay. Well, I'm doing research on chess because it has to do with something I'm writing. But uh,
2: oh, okay, okay. Still because.
1: Because one of the characters I'm writing is going to take an interest in playing chess.
2: Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember I was like four and my dad, like, said, Okay, Kara, this is a chessboard. You're going to learn how to play chess. Well, and I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten a lot of it.
1: <laughs> I know how all the pieces move, but that's about it.
2: I know some strategies and, like, I can but i'm not like i used to hang out with some people who were in chess club and uh and i mean i just sort of looked at it and went eh. yeah it's it is i am very amazed by anyone who can play it it's just not my thing it's just i'd rather have a computer do all the rules for me i'm lazy this is why like you know My grandmother used to play solitaire and I was always looking at it going, wow, all that set up. And then when solitaire was on our first computer, I was like, oh, okay, now I see. I just needed to not have to shuffle the damn cards and lay them out. And then I played that a lot because it was the only game on our computer for about a week. Uh, So we're going to talk. So we're going to so who's going to be playing chess in the comic?
1: In which comic?
2: And you were saying, oh, story? I mean, sorry.
1: Well, it's a comic, but okay. I, I'm writing several comics.
2: Oh, okay, okay, I get it.
1: But anyways, let's uh, let's yeah, get we better
2: get st- to the topic.
1: <laughs> we better get started. So, um, unless Neil has anything to add before in this pre-show banter,
0: I don't know. Should we mention the the death of the voice of uh, Tony the Tiger? Oh, yeah,
2: that's sad. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Lee Marshall, apparently took over back in 2006 when the, when Thurl Ravenscroft died and just yeah. died a few weeks ago of uh, uh, cancer. And, uh, yeah that kind of sucks.
2: Man, that's of course like really... Re- well, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, that's really short time, man.
0: Yeah. Of course, I remember him best for uh, getting curb stomped by the Horsemen in the, uh, the Dungeon of Doom back at WCW. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> World War <III, laughs> Three. For go. which he,
0: he apparently took some legitimate kicks to the head. Oh uh, wow. Which was I'm kind super. of it was kind of funny to watch on TV, but yeah. It's action. It's drama. It's comedy. It's Decian, the superhero webcomic. decian has got superhero antics and sexy girls. Read it now at Decian.com. D-A-S-I-E-N dot com.
1: Hello, welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about Food Fight, uh, as recommended to me by Thomas Revore. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. Uh, of course, though, my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil.
0: Winning Tiger Blood.
1: <laughs> also with us is is Kitty Hawk.
2: It's food!
1: Tiger Uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Food fight. Let me tell you what I thought when I saw the cover. Okay. Because what Tom did was Tom sent me the movie, the whole movie. He sent me the movie. He said, Hey, wow. here, Ben, you have to watch this. I'm like, what is this? And, he said, and Tom says, I'm not going to tell you. It's just called food fight. Watch it. <laughs> but you know, i I'm a cautious person. So I wiki it and they saw the cover of the, I saw the cover of the box art. I was like, sure. Okay. And the thing is, the box art is completely misleading, because you see, f- front center of the box, you have uh, Charlie Tuna, you have uh, Twinkie the Kid, you have Mrs. Buttersworth, and the Plastic Pickle Stork.
0: Yeah, you think it's going to be like, like, Who Framed yeah. Roger Rabbit, or Toy Story, or, uh... Or like or those Wreck Thanksgiving Ralph.
2: commercials. The, the yeah, Thanksgiving it's like, commercials, yeah. Where they're it's, all where together... It's like,
0: yeah, oh my god, this is going to be an awesome crossover with the food characters. And, no, no. no.
1: These no. guys are in the background for only like 10 seconds each. And, yeah. Which doesn't make sense to me because the biggest cost in making this movie was probably securing the rights to Charlie Tuna, Twinkie the Kid, Mrs. Buttersworth, and the There Vlasic- were a
0: lot of them. Yeah, the classic pickle guy, the... Uh, so did they punchy actually... the hawaiian punch character
1: yeah they probably they probably spent all that money on this which doesn't make sense i mean the thing is there's only one alfred hitchcock there's only one guy who would who would completely waste getting a top line star for only two minutes of film
2: i don't know that's happened before
1: but uh it's this the movie's about this dog detective dressed like indiana jones yeah when obviously he should have been dressed like uh like Magnum PI my sus-
2: my suspicion is is that there was some early- there was an earlier story and he fit more into it
1: <laughs> and he's voiced by Charlie Sheen who is it it's it, i think this is actually done the voice is done over a cell phone legitimately because he he doesn't he, he doesn't even sound like he's he's emoting
2: well, th- this is Charlie Sheen we we're talking about. The man may not be the most sane and could have been on some paint. Well,
1: they could have saved some money and got Emilio. <laughs>
2: God damn. Yeah, you know, I, I,
1: I kept on joking that that's what they should have done for, uh, for two and a half men was they, they, they hired Emilio, SMS and put him in a black wig and act like nothing happened.
0: That's what they
2: should now, have done. Do we <laughs> do we know if they paid for the sponsor spay, paid to have these characters in it? Cause they the, did. The co- that was the biggest okay. cost of
1: this movie. Let me give you the background on Food okay. Fight because this has a background that everyone would love. Uh, so there was this I company this called story. Threshold Entertainment, which <laughs> was basically started up by IBM because IBM is because IBM for some stupid insane reason wanted to be like we want to be like Apple and have our own animation studio too.
2: Well, IBM gets into everything. I so, Actually, <laughs> honestly, you can call them up and have someone killed. <laughs> so
1: so that's what IBM did. IBM was like, okay, we want to make our own Pixar, but we, we don't have any talent. So let's, let, let's find some guy that's crazy. And if he's crazy, he has to be good. So they found this guy named Larry Kasanoff, who has never hmm. directed anything before. Never directed anything before. Somehow they were able to get all the seed money to get... You know, you know, Char- oh. you know, Charlie Tuna, the Twinkie the Kid. They were able to get the seed money to see get all those guys. They were using they their own it. experimental animation software. And you in know. 2002, they announced somebody went into our office and, and, and with with uh, and stole all our hard drives. And the movie was almost done, and now it's gone, it's stolen, and we blame and we think Pixar did it.
2: Right. Okay, so I know why they got all the money. Okay, so Kasanoff is not a director or anything like that, but he's a money man. And so what he's behind, he is behind the Mortal Kombat movies. Yes. He, he's also, he executive produced True Lies. Which was pretty good. He, yeah, he also was behind a lot of music tours. Uh, let's see, he also, he was also responsible for getting a lot of acquisition of property for different studios. He also formed Lightstorm Entertainment with James Cameron, which they produced Terminator 2, you know all the all the uh, the James Cameron films. So basically, what it looks like, and they also did all the movie rides for. Um, let's see, they did Star Trek 4D, Justice League, Bob the Builder, Marvel Superheroes 4D. So it looks like what happened is, is. They actually did do some okay things. In fact, they did some Lego movies, but something went wrong with this one.
1: And like I said, is in two thousand two, the footage was just "quote unquote" stolen, and mm-hmm. and uh, in Kasanoff, like went very public and and said in high, high acts of industrial espionage, he all but said Pixar did it. Yeah, but but uh, we both know that Pixar didn't even want to touch that shit.
2: What it sound what it sounds like is is they were trying to do a cheaper movie because it like you look at all the other stuff that they've done and it's like that's all decent. What's up with this? Well, what I think happened with this is is that they tried to go really cheap and using like probably Korean animation. And, no, this like, was
1: all done in Santa Monica. There was no shipping. Well, then out.
2: then they were then they were probably even trying to go even cheaper by getting like hey, oh, students. You, you've had a year in uh, college come and work on this film, which they were probably saving a lot of money that way.
1: But it gets worse because, because what happened was Casanoff made himself the director and all he did was, was he told these animators, okay, you need to make this scene 30% more awesome. right. (laughs) And uh, Kasanoff was getting more and more upset with the animators saying that uh, it felt like him and the animators were speaking two completely different languages. And so the movie was like in limbo forever. And But the funny thing is no one's seen this movie for years. 2002, huh. the footage was stolen. And around 2005, 2006, you know, all then all of a sudden the movie had a rating but it wasn't released. But the thing is... Movies have to be viewed by the rating committee to get a rating.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: So they were like, wait a minute, this movie has a rating, so this movie's complete, but no one saw it. So what turns out was uh there was a clause in the fireman's fund insurance company, which had insured Food Fight that they had to release it. Yep. They had to release it to to, to cover the cost of all their losses. So they so they released it. You know, to a, to a Brit to a British and European only release schedule, trying to trying to not have this seen by American eyes. But as we know, in the age of the internet, that's impossible.
2: Well, I mean, it's the same way that Disney tried to do that with like Ghibli. So it's it's a pretty. It's like they don't understand that there's a global market and something called the internet now.
1: So so all this happened. And uh, it turns out the movie that was viewed by the rating committee was not meant to be a completed cut. This was basically one with lots of working shots, lots of incomplete renders, and that's why the movie looks the way it does.
2: Oh, okay, so just dump it, release it, done. Yes. Oh, that's a good plan, especially (laughs) since, well, like, when I was reading up on this, like, I was like, They've done so many other things, but then I realized that they, all those things that they've done were after. Like, well, he, all the stuff he did with Cameron, but everything that Threshold has done since this was, like, after this movie was supposedly lost. Yes. So it sounds like they did this just to get some seed money.
1: Yeah, this was how this was how uh, Threshold started. Threshold started mm-hmm. by saying, we're Threshold, and we have Food Fight. We have... We have we have the tuna. We have uh, we have the Vlasic. We have the Missus Buttersworth, We yeah. have we have these major. We're making the next fucking Toy Story. Was how they were going around and strutting their stuff.
2: And that got them fifty mil. Got them out fifty million dollars. It looks like this is not
1: Toy yep. Story. And Then the movie was you know quote unquote stolen. Well, and, yeah. And people are like people want the original footage because the, the original footage. There, there is floating around a trailer, an original trailer mm-hmm. that has animation that looks far better than the animation in the actual movie.
2: I think I've seen that. Was it on YouTube? Yes. Or... Yeah, I think I've seen that.
1: So people um, were like, "Wait, we what happened?" So they're like, "Where is the original footage?" Because people know it's not really lost because because Pixar yeah. would not dirty themselves stealing from well, trash. Of course not.
2: It it sounds it sounds more like. They had an original plan like to release the movie but once they started to realize the actual cost they realized oh shit we can't actually do this so then they made the movie go disappear thinking yay we got our 50 million for free and then once it looks like it was like midway through the 2000s they finally said hey you've got to release this yeah and then in t- 2012 they finally released it because i guess the court told them they had to yeah yeah this and like watching it was like i have to say like people made this out to be really 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 bad but it really honestly wasn't terrible it was just sort Uh... of like you could tell that this was just like slapped together because like you said charlie sheen sounds not really there and the animation is all over the fucking place (laughs)
1: I think a lot of these are test renders just to make sure that the assets are standing in the right spot.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it had that look of, like, you know, when you're, when you're watching the extras on a on a, a movie or something like that, you see the right. original renders. It did remind me of that the whole time. I think mean, fucking Reboot's better than this shit.
0: I was gonna say...
1: Hey, like, hey, 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 hey now. Let's not say things we can't take back.
2: No,
0: I think Reboot is actually better than this.
1: <laughs>
2: Reboot is older and looks better, so...
1: I think that. this has better textures than reboot.
2: Well, it is a few, it is a couple years later, and they also had probably a lot more. Well, actually, I think they had a lot more money. I so. think
0: Beast Wars looks better than this. Yeah. The difference between this and reboot is that uh, Mainframe knew not to use certain effects because it looked like shit. Whereas yeah. this company was just like, let's just use whatever. And like some of the food textures, like whatever food would explode it would just look like garbage i mean i w- i would be embarrassed to show this even if the budget was as piss poor as it was
2: but it wasn't meant to be a movie it was meant to be a money grab so it's, it was a funding stunt yeah it was just a funding stunt so that they could start their business it was a really it was a really clever one too because it looks like they've been very successful since so i know that's just how things are You scam people out of money to do the thing you want to do. I
0: just can't believe who they got in this movie.
2: I well, I mean, you gotta remember they they
1: they they had these people sign the contracts in two thousand two, back when they were back when this company looked legitimate, and back when they were like, oh my goodness, this whole thing's taking off. We want to be in the next Toy Story.
2: Well, okay, you have to keep in mind that the guy that founded this company was basically the guy who was with James Cameron at his side while t2's being released titanic is being released all the and like he's got i have like all this shit behind me i have all these credentials i have bought all these licenses if you if this guy who's like you know as big a producer as he is and he comes to you with all this i think you're gonna say yes because you're gonna be like yeah yeah this sounds awesome that would but, explain it Yeah, I mean, like, seriously, I'm going to have to admit that in 2002, the guy who was, like, responsible for for helping uh, James Cameron get all those movies made and, like, was behind, you know, like, getting probably one of the only successful video game movies of all time made, yeah, I'm going to be, I'll sign on board, but lo and behold, it was just a scam, so (laughs) now it just looks like, what the hell. So
0: if you didn't if you didn't know that and just saw the cast list, I mean, look at this: Charlie Sheen, Wayne Brady, Hilary Duff, Larry, Larry Miller,
2: Miller. Harry, Christopher Lloyd, Chris Kattan, yep. it, it, Ed it's like, Asner. <laughs> it's 2002's star list right there.
0: Cloris Leachman.
2: Oh, and Haley Dust, Hillary Duff's little sister.
0: Yep. Bob Bergen. God damn it.
2: I know, and like that's why I'm just saying I think what happened here is is that they just this guy used his influence, convinced a lot of people to get behind this, and then used it to get money. And then when when everything fell apart, they tried to get out of it by shuffling it to the UK. Which is apparently what happens to a lot of um movies and shows. Like if you have to dump something, you dump it in Australia or Britain. Because, like, a lot of shit gets released here. Because it's like, oh, damn it. Gotta release it. We'll release it to Australia. No one will ever know.
0: (laughs) Ben, did you happen to catch who did the score?
1: Who did the score?
0: Walter Murphy.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Why?
2: It's... (sighs) I
0: mean, I was just... The animation alone, I was just aghast at what I was seeing. Not only were the character models just inconsistent in terms of quality, but I swear during the food fight at the end, I saw I saw elements popping out when there was too many things on screen. Like a video game. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I saw textures kind of coming apart. I I swear things that got too close to the screen, it, I... I thought I saw them getting kind of pixelated, but I'm not sure.
1: I think they were. So, who voiced that freaking bat?
0: That was oh the. You mean the kind of Dracula bat Vlad Chakul? Yeah, that was Larry Miller.
1: He sounded so bad. I thought it was. I thought it was William Shatner for a moment.
2: Maybe the thing is William Shatner impression.
0: The acting and the animation going along with the acting is so inconsistent that you lose the nuances i mean larry miller is actually very funny and i could i could tell that he was kind of doing his best but the animation was so bad that it kind of ruined it yeah and then they kept on
1: changing the they kept on changing the rules about how about the ikes or the icons interacting with the imaginary grocery store and the real grocery store
2: yeah Yeah. well i mean we have talked about this probably was just like screen test just sort of strung together to make a sort of story I, I think honestly in a lot of the cases with the direction I think a lot of these people were confused because normally you show the the voice actor if you're doing this big a production like you show them at least some like uh, test animation or like some character you know emotes and things like that just so that they kind of get the idea of what's going on. Here, I think they probably just handed them text and said, read it. Isn't it great? Because, <laughs> like, that's sort of what it feels like. They don't really, they're not really talking with each other.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it could it be it one could be, of those yeah. things where they were not doing it ensemble. They were pretty much yeah. in the studio one at a time. Yeah.
2: Or on the phone. <laughs> yeah.
1: And for, for for people who are going like, well, well guys, what's the plot? What's the story? Oh. You
2: know, well, well, you know That's what? a going, good question.
0: I'd like not, to know, we're too. We're not
1: going to do this. We're not going to do the whole tell you what the story plot line is and walk you through it. Because, number one, it's so such a mess that trying to even pretend that it's coherent enough to describe in sentences would be giving it credit. Number two, it would also mean having to relive several moments, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> well,
2: I think I all can... you really. Oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say all. I think I can whittle it down to uh, uh, name brands, good, uh, generics, bad, for some reason. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, the whole point is is that they bought all these uh, these icons, you know the the uh, advertising spokespeople, and so the idea is supposed to be love brands love brands yeah i don't
0: normally accuse movies of having an agenda because i just don't do that but this movie had an agenda
1: <laughs> well obvious, as as, yeah. as jack nicholson once said uh-oh looks like she chose brand x
2: yep well i uh, the mean it is in... Go <laughs> ahead.
0: no go ahead i keep cutting you off
2: no no that's cool i was just gonna say that it's well i mean it's not as like overt like you know well Toy Story is an overt but there's a lot of Mattel logos in in Toy Story
1: Well but Toy um, Story was also very careful when they because they use lots of toys that are at least yeah. uh, four generations old like Mr. Potato Head
2: They did at least do that but there was I did see the Mattel logo like a couple of times so it, you know that's not so bad but here yeah it's in your face It's sort of like 8 Crazy Nights in that way like that scene in the mall that we're all Popeye's
1: done. chicken is the is Yeah, but
2: at least
0: that movie looked good. I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's as true. bad
0: as that was. Those people can hang their head high and be like, "At least we didn't make food fight."
2: Yeah, the, <laughs> anima- the At least that you know, if you shut off the audio, at least you can admire the uh, the animation in Eight Crazy Nights, and and you don't mind the blatant commercialism in your face, which is actually there for a reason, because it's like trying to show you that. No, it doesn't really fucking matter which holiday you're celebrating. It's all the same. Here, it's no love the icons, love them.
0: And it seemed to me like they could have done it the other way around, where it could have been like, you know, down with the icons. You should, you should, you should be, you should Local be going point. after. Yeah, yeah, be thrifty. Go after the uh, the the store brand. Is someone who who shops regularly at uh, at Aldi's, I'm all about like going for the discount brand. So they could have done a movie like that. But for some reason, they went after the name brands and spent a lot of money on them. And well, it seemed like part a huge of the thing waste is they also, of they also, they money.
1: They also had this message that preservatives
0: are good. It's yeah, like, oh, no, weird. they're using
1: anti-preservatives that are making, that's making food age. Oh, no.
0: And I'm like, you mean like the name brands?
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like and it's like we have to find a cure and let let our preservatives work again, so we can have shelf stability.
2: I'm amazed that there was no like uh, high fructose corn syrup is awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I mean corn sugar as they're now calling it. Uh, Amazed that that. Palm oil is worse than.
1: Let's be honest. Palm oil is worse for you than corn syrup.
2: Corn syrup's pretty fucking bad too. Yeah. The method in which they make it is I,
1: I know, but but, but uh, no, no, no. I'm not gonna. Oil.
2: I'm not gonna. Dis- yeah, palm oil is pretty bad too. But I'm just saying. Well, let's just be. Let's just. Let's all agree that they put some pretty nasty shit in their food. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, palm
1: oil has this magic ability to to be shelf stable and keep things ooey gooey and nice and chewy. Yeah. With the, with the shelf life of uranium. <laughs>
2: yeah and uh corn sugar <laughs> gives gives people in Iowa lots of subsidies, so yeah
1: well, using the right kind of of uh corn syrup for the right kind of cooking is one thing because there's lots of traditional cooking that uses very very minute oh. amounts
2: well, i mean that that's a different kind of corn syrup. The thing is is that they try to confuse you into thinking both are the same thing they're not right. they're total they're made in different methods and yeah. So anyway, let's. Yeah. So anyway, they're trying to convince you that the food, their food is good, and that the brand X is just horrible. I don't know, made in a Chinese factory from lead.
1: I I don't know. Like I said, we're <laughs> we're trying to talk as if this movie had a plot and we're going down the plot. We're not going to do that. That that's a trap.
2: Oh oh oh! That's Chocolate squirrel. Chocolate squirrel. Yes. Yes. Chocolate Wayne squirrel. Brady, Jesus Christ, do you have any fucking pride? I know you have shit tons of money, but please.
1: Well, the uh, the chocolate squirrel had a had a moment in the film. Yes. Where uh, see the thing is there's there's a there's a maneuver in 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 flight called the Illmanum loop. Which is basically where you just fly and you do a loop de loop, and it's like, oh no, he's never done a loop de loop before. Hmm? The chocolate squirrel
0: flying the the biplane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This character is basically Launchpad McQuack.
2: Yeah. Launchpad McQuack shows up and he's a chocolate squirrel. Yeah, and he
0: crashes. <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed but...
2: that he wasn't the squirrel from the PSP commercial, but then again, that's not food.
1: Yeah, so uh... that's that's just the you know this, this movie. Had this really weird unfinished look, and the music sounded elevator music well, from hell.
2: Well, uh, the 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 ending, like we haven't even really talked about, like when the
1: when the Nazis, the Brand X Nazis. Oh,
2: God. yeah. We haven't even
1: gotten to that yet. I know there are people in the comments going like, God damn it, guys, tell tell us what the story is. Run there it is like no <laughs> story. There
2: is no story. I'm sorry. you are looking the Same thing happens
1: same, same when we talked about Robin. People are like, God damn it, you guys talk about, you know, this made no sense. It's like, okay,
0: yeah. There's, like... there's a premise. There's there is uh we are the we are the mascots to all the products in the store. We got to defend our store from the from the generic products. That's what the store. That's what
2: the premise yeah. is. But that doesn't happen. Yeah. And then that prune thing. The the prune thing. We got to talk about the prune thing.
1: Well, here's a question for you. So, so a prune is a is a dried up plum, right? Right. Yeah. But prune juice is is it prune juice actually just plum juice then?
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: But why is it prune juice not plum juice?
2: Because people don't really. As- I don't know. I guess it's because people <laughs> associate prunes with pooping, and that's why they're buying it.
0: Because reasons.
1: Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do that. I...
2: No, it's okay. It's like when you tell people that prunes and plums are the same, their brains explode. What?
1: Well, in the old in the old English, a prune does not mean you know, anyway, you know plum does, plum about... does not mean a plum a plum is any small sweet fruit yeah. in the old english
2: yeah but and also corn used to mean any grain so
1: well corn also meant the uh, large specks of things so corn to beef was basically just heavily salted beef
2: <laughs> well i'm glad that we have we have made language a lot easier now by differentiating um but yeah like the there's like something with the. I remember the ugly prune Ike thing at the end. I'll have to admit that towards the end, I was just sort of like, like it was boring. And like, the Charlie like, Sheen yeah.
1: character was like chivalrous, where he couldn't fight the evil Lady X, yeah. but then the cat girl can or something.
0: Yeah. In the in the weirdest fight I've ever seen because they're stone faced. They're not even animating their faces during the fight. It's the weirdest fucking thing.
1: Are those melons real?
2: Oh man. Uh, yeah, I'm. I I actually will not even recommend this if you want to laugh. Like this isn't some something like you watch it and you're going to be laughing your ass off. Because no, there um, are no
0: laughs in this movie.
2: No, there aren't. I'm I'm sorry. Like this is not this is not the movie to if you want a movie to laugh your ass off. Watch the Amazing Bulk.
0: Oh like, yes, I know what that is.
2: Yes, like, if you want to laugh your ass off, I'm not going to ruin it, but you have to get through a lot before you get to the good part, but it's it's totally worth it. And probably on YouTube, you can find the best part of the movie, so go ahead and spoil yourself. Yeah, but this didn't have that. I was really kind of, like, when I heard about this, like, I remember thinking, oh, man, Unfinished Project is going to end up like Amazing bulk. No. No, it doesn't yeah. even go off the rails. If it had gone off the rails, I'd probably be right now just saying, "Fucking watch this movie. It's awesome." But it's not.
1: No, this it's, isn't even this, isn't, this is even at the same avant-garde, stupid level that uh, that Robin the Dreamweavers is.
2: Oh yeah, well, like let's... Robin the Dreamweavers, I can watch that. This. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about the quote-unquote comedy of this movie because this was some of the worst attempts at comedy I have ever seen. Like the, the fucking weasel. Every time that fucking weasel had something land on his head, he shit weasel. Like, yeah, he had like five minutes to move out of the way, and he's like, "Oh, pain! It's it's my mistress, or whatever, whatever he says." Yeah. And he, then he would do just stand you, there do
2: while you know something who plays slowly
0: him? fell. Who played him?
2: Uh, the director.
0: Oh God! No wonder he used but, his voice so terribly.
2: Yeah, and that's probably why he kept getting, you know, he kept getting shown. was because it's like in the movie.
1: It's sort of, it's sort of like Orko in the, in the He-Man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Orko, Orko I can forgive though, because he's like actually.
1: Don't say useful. Somewhat
0: entertaining.
2: Not useful. He's not. It's not useful. It, he's sort of like a soundboard that people can throw things off of and say, "Yeah, that's stupid."
1: Shut up, Orko.
2: Shut up. Orko.
0: <laughs> but my intelligence was officially insulted when they did the joke that was like. Uh... Okay, the, the name of the character, the name of the girl character is Sunshine. So at one point, Charlie Sheen goes, "My Sunshine, my only Sunshine." And I'm like, oh, that song. And that could have been funny, but then they reprised that joke over and over to the point where they played the song at one point, and I'm like, okay, now I'm insulted. Well, because I got the joke. But the it's first in time. public
2: domain.
1: But you forgot the, the worst thing is when Sunshine said, "I love how you love my raisins." This movie is uh, it. It still hurts talking about it. It still hurts thinking about it. It there is just pain involved here. That that. Uh, it, well, Kitty Hawk is right in that it's not the worst thing we've seen. I mean, we have seen worse animated movies. We have seen worse CG yeah, movies. Um... We we have seen we have seen reboot for crying out loud. We've seen.
2: Well, reboot, I don't know. Okay, I think reboots no,
0: no, no. actually better than this.
2: Reboot like I was saying, reboots animation is much better than this, and reboots an earlier show, which is why I said they should kill themselves because reboot
0: knew its limitations that's
2: the difference yeah oh. it, it sort of played around with the limitations that it had like it understood that we're a TV show made in Canada we don't got we don't have a really big budget, so we'll deal with what we got and even when they got a bigger budget, they still knew what their limitations here it's just here, this is obviously, I got a bunch of uh, kids from the local college. Kind of like um, that Cheetah Man game that, you know, <laughs> that everyone knows about. Yeah, it's basically, it feels like that. It feels like I went to the local college, I got a bunch of college kids, I gave them a sandwich, and I told them to animate a movie for me. And that's what it looks like to me. So
1: Cheetah Man 2. I
2: mean, yeah, Cheetah Man 2, yes. So this is Cheetah Men. Cheetah Men. Men. Totally. China Man
1: two, the game you could get for free for ten years, now all of a sudden they want you to pay for it.
2: yeah, I know, uh, so yeah, it just feels like scam, 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 scam all over it. now, the question is is was it a scam in the beginning? I have no idea, I don't think only, it was i don't it it feels honestly like they thought they could do it, but once they realized how big a scope this was and that they didn't actually have a studio or anything like that. Then I think it turned into, well, we got the money, so, yeah. That's what I feel, at least. Yeah. Don't watch this. Everyone, don't watch this. It's not even worth your fucking time. Don't, really, seriously. You will turn it off in, like, ten minutes.
1: Yeah, it's it's not worth the cost. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Just, uh...
2: I'm a person who can sit through some shit and... I really, honestly, I I just checked out. Like, I just sort of listened to it. I couldn't even watch it.
0: It was a struggle to watch.
2: Yeah. I was having to, like, surf the internet in order to keep myself, you know, I mean, mentally active.
0: I'll watch just about anything. I, I've i watched yeah. Carnosaur. I've watched Black Scorpion. <laughs> if, it, if it's on and it's late at night and I got nothing to do, I'll watch it. God, this movie!
1: I oh, watched I, that I, whole, that t- ticket to Hawaii movie.
0: Hard ticket, yeah, to Hawaii. Hey, that. that's a funny ass movie. <laughs> that,
2: that that movie's act- Now that's an actually fun movie. Whereas this is this is just. I schlock.
1: watched Sharknado.
2: Yeah, I've wa- and, like I've watched some- I've watched Manos without the help of the bots. Okay. You but watched
1: Manos bo- bot free. Yes. Oh, I- I've watched. Uh, let's see here.
2: I've watched, I've watched lots the Russo of things. The... Stuff without I've I mean...
0: watched Star Wars Episode 1.
2: Ooh. Oh, damn.
1: <laughs> I watched Episode 3.
2: Yeah, I remember that
0: shit. <laughs> I don't know. I think Episode 2 might be the worst of all of them.
2: Uh, no. Nah, I'm actually going to say, like, Episode. Probably. It's a, it's a competition between episode 1 and episode 3 for me cuz like episode 3 that final fight in the lava versus all of episode 1. Like that or, or and and dying from from a broken heart. That too. But yeah, I'll watch those, but I'm not going to watch this again cuz this is not this is just like not worth anyone's time. Like watch a few clips, get it out of your system. Yep.
0: I actually felt bad for the corporations that had their characters in the movie.
2: I did too. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz like they were stupid and didn't actually like say, "Hey, how's it going?" They just let it get done. So, yeah, the thing I is just, I thought, I, I, thought, imagined... I, thought, I, thought
1: tar- I thought I thought Charlie Tune would be Charlie Sheen. I thought the the classic pickle guy would be like uh, would be would be uh, would be uh, Christopher Lloyd.
0: <laughs> they didn't even get people to really do the voices correctly.
1: See, because that's that's how I was picturing. I was picturing them like here, here are these, here are these uh, three three stars that are uh, that they're getting together to to uh, you know, three food stars getting together to like save the grocery store. I'm like, okay, yeah, I could you know, it's sort of like, yeah, this is gonna be cheesy, but if they do it just right, it'd be, it'd be the right kind of cheesy. But they didn't even do that. They went with this dog detective Indiana Jones bullshit.
2: Well, the
0: way they did they... the sorry Charlie joke in the movie was really forced.
2: Yeah. I think we can just wrap this up by saying that this this is this is obviously something that went got out of hand, and thankfully there was a clause in the contract that said it had to be released so that we could at least talk about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the best I can I can say.
1: All right. Well, uh, we'll probably have some extra banter here after this. So. This oh
0: yeah. Is, yeah. Because we need to get over this. <laughs>
1: but yeah, yeah, this is this is our uh, overview. Not even a review. Not even a you know th- this this is barely a roundtable discussion about food fight. You know,
0: <laughs> this is our slaughter of this movie.
1: Yeah, because as re- as everyone remembers, Animation Fish shows is not a review podcast.
0: Yeah, we don't wear fedoras here. <laughs> what? I don't want
2: a fedora.
1: <laughs> I'll send you my old one.
2: No, it's okay. I can't. I, I've got one because of Trevor. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't wear it. He got it. <laughs> it's time for intermission, boys and girls. Do
0: you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, GeekCastRadio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. Are you looking for a weekly dose of gaming news and retro? And check out Off the Cuff, available Fridays on GeekCast Radio Network from the producers of XRG. New name, same.
1: By the power of Grey I command the Jaw Bridge. Open.
0: Yes, that's right. We have traveled to Eternia to enter Castle Skull. Join Optimus Solo and TF Joe and Mike as they find themselves telling tales of Eternia. We cover all things He-Man in this
1: 45-episode-long podcast. You can find us on iTunes and www.geekcastradio.com. By the power of Skull, we all have the power.
0: And now, back to the show.
1: So, um, so other things we could talk about is, I sent Neil a very interesting Cracked article today. Ah. Uh, about uh, about how internet uh, reviewers pretty much killed themselves. Uh, it uh, it was actually a pretty good article because uh, because it had this diagram in the first in the first part of the article mm. that shows uh, Neil put it best that uh, an internet reviewer it, is a failed artist.
0: Yeah, it shows what a, what an internet reviewer is, and it showed what an artist is, and it turns out they were both Aww. the same thing. They were both Aww. people who love art and want to show people how art should be done. It's just that the reviewer doesn't know how to do it.
2: Oh, I don't know. There are some good internet reviewers. There
0: are, but, but they also about, know how like... to. Make,
1: they also know how to make their own movies, like uh, like Space Cop.
2: Yes. Like uh, okay, you you are right that like the best reviewers I can think of actually have a lot of production values in their reviews,
1: like Space um, Cop.
2: Yes. <laughs> um. Go
1: see Space Cop, by the way.
2: Oh. Okay. <laughs> But like I, I have actually sat through some reviews, and and it's just been, well, annoying thing I, I I find is like people who who do reviews or like let's plays or anything like that, and they just drone, they just drone on, and it's like, uh, okay, can we get to the point? The the
1: like, be, the best example of this is that there was this one guy who reviewed Super Sentai shows from Japan, yeah. who called himself Easy Rider.
2: Oh, that's pretty good.
1: And uh, I don't know much about Sentai shows, so I sent a link to one of his things to my friend Pablo, who is big in super Sentai. Right, right. And Pablo had this to say about one of one of Easy Rider's reviews. He said, he got me really interested in this show, but then he showed me 80% of this show, so now I don't have to see it.
2: Yeah, that that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't like it when... If I, if I want to watch a Let's Play, seriously, I just want to watch the game. I don't want to hear anything about... Like, if you throw in, like, a comment at the beginning, cool. But I really honestly just want to see the game. If you're reviewing it, please don't do a Let's Play. Just, you know, show me what's relevant and let me play it.
1: And the thing is, I discovered I actually, I actually had a, a theory that I presented to a group of people who are fans of some of these bigger reviewing, you know, satellite sites. And uh, and the, I had this theory that the reason why they like these things so much is because it's like a validation of their own opinions
2: okay with reviews just because i actually enjoy watching children do reviews of their toys on on youtube <laughs> oh like, i know that's really a thing
1: though isn't it yeah
2: yeah it's really i actually do like people doing reviews but i i get what you're saying about like some people just don't put production value in and i'll actually say that the kids that i watch, like that have their like there's this japanese kid who does like sentai uh reviews of toys they're short to the point it shows you what the toy does, and they give you the relevant information, and they're like, okay, it's done, and that's it, you know? Or, like, if they're reviewing, uh, there's some kid, I think he was reviewing, it was Adventure Time, and he just basically quickly talked about, like, Adventure Time and how awesome it was, it was short and sweet. He didn't actually, like, show an entire episode or anything.
1: Yeah, and yeah. Uh, like I said, the thing is, but the thing is that that I discovered is lots of people who are fans of these things... Or uh, the droning on really bad reviewers are the ones that uh, that want that outside validation of oh someone who is semi internet famous agrees with my opinion about this movie i that's, am validated as a human being now
2: well i mean that's true of anything like when i i'm on the internet and like uh i was reading about the swiss minimum wage got cut down and because it was going to be the highest in the world and you know there were lots of comments against it, but like when I saw a comment saying, "Yeah, the minimum wage is good, I was like, "Yeah, so I understand the validation thing, but I think honestly it's people want to have a blog where they talk about like their own stuff, and that's you know I guess that's maybe what they want, but I, know, I have but... no problem I have no problem with people doing reviews because like the thing is is like okay. It's the internet. We can do what we want. I can make a transgendered Valkyrie comic because I don't have someone saying, well, that can't be published or anything. Like, if this was still the old days of, like, publishing and things like that, Yuki would not have happened. I know. So, and I yeah. agree
1: that that's a good thing. I, I totally agree with you that that is a good thing.
2: Yeah. But, and but I'm what just I'm, saying that what this I'm saying is a good is,
1: thing, too. But what I'm saying is, at the same time, is you know these pop culture critics are making themselves obsolete because the thing is the 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 beauty of oh anyone can do it kills kills it at the same time it, with the whole well now everyone's doing it you know it it's like if everyone has their own sign and then all of a sudden you know what I mean okay. it's like it's like an implosion point but uh, I've no, also said a,
2: I... Well, okay. This was this was actually said during the web comics boom that occurred in the late uh, late '90s, early 2000s. Everyone said that if everyone does a comic, then comics will get diluted and people won't like comics anymore. <laughs> so, uh, hi, it's um, like what, like 14 years later, and people are still into comics. I think that's always spouted off by people. Are afraid of competition.
1: Well, that, that's that's right. partially true too. But but the thing that most people who make that argument don't realize is uh, is ninety eight percent of all web comics fail in the first
2: yeah.
1: in the first uh, in the first uh, three months.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's true of like a lot of things. Like I've seen people start like a review site dead within about a few months, or like uh, starting a blog, a news blog. Doesn't it goes away? It's just, I I think like when people are like, all these dead, dead web comics or all these dead review shows. It's like, yeah, they're there for forever. But that's good because we have sort of this record of it, and we can go back and look at it. And like, actually, Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool to actually go see like started projects sometimes because you can actually like see where it's going. Not if
1: the European Union gets their way. What? The right to be forgotten.
2: Oh, that, yeah. I, I, that's actually an okay thing. I'm okay with that. But I don't like what America wants to do, which is the orphan works shit is getting talked about again. Where, like, you'll have to register with the government, or if you don't, then another corporation could come along and, like, say, oh, this isn't being properly protected. It's mine now. So I mean, yeah, that's well. I mean, it's it's all about. This is once again talking about competition. It's to get rid of competition. Speaking of getting rid of competition, Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, I saw that this morning, and it really just it really pissed me off because I was I was really happy about Twitch because uh, some of the people that I that I follow were on it. And I know that what's gonna happen is is it's gonna get integrated into YouTube and then YouTube's gonna be all like cutting people out again because they bought the competition.
1: I think I think Google is is a better better of the two evils because if you look at the other file sharing site let's <laughs> play
2: I think you mean to say the five evils, but
1: well, um Well I mean well because Disney owns blip
2: yeah, well, Disney owns. Well, like we've got the players. We've got Yahoo. We've got Google. We've got Apple, Disney, and we have Microsoft. And they've all been on buying sprees lately, buying up competition, buying up startups that make their shit obsolete. It's obvious that they're just trying to prevent anything from progressing, mm. because it it fits their business model i mean comcast and time warner is all about like just consolidating and making sure they don't have to upgrade because that costs money and they spent all that money that they were given in the 90s to do that and i don't know we'll see what happens maybe they'll they'll keep twitch separately or maybe they'll close it who knows mm. yeah so, I know it's making a lot of people angry, though.
1: But, yeah, it's, uh, how's everything going on SGVY?
2: Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, I need to start the new chapter. Um, I was working on something for White Lightning Productions. Uh, been doing a couple commissions. But actually, didn't really do much this weekend, I have to admit. I just sort of was, like, really tired. And I was like, I haven't played enough video games. I need to play video games. <laughs> Well, I I realized that my 3DS, I looked at my 3DS and I had like three games I hadn't even played on it. And I was like, that's a problem.
1: That is a problem.
2: And I just bought the 2DS because we bought it for for Smash Brothers when that comes out. So that a friend can play with that. Because I looked at the Wii U and I'm like, I'm not buying a Wii U. I'm not going to pay all that money just for one game. Because it's like, uh, to get started in Australia, it's like $550 to get everything that you need. So, fuck wow. that. Yeah. Some ridiculous, it's some ridiculous fast price. And I just looked at that and just went, I already bought a PS4. I'm not buying another console. <laughs> I'll probably buy it once it's like, you know, $100 trying to get rid of it. The service has been turned off. <laughs> Uh, what's Nintendo gonna do this year?
1: They're gonna uh, do.
2: They need. They need something. Wii U's doing terrible.
1: They're gonna do what they do. They're
2: yeah. They're just gonna bring out a f- bunch of more sequels and. Oh uh, Nintendo. Hmm. Yeah, isn't E3 like? It's like in a couple few weeks, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is.
2: Yep, Looking forward to that. Let's see what's coming out. So what y'all been up to?
1: Uh not a lot. Not you know, much. basically I've just been writing what I can write and uh trying to draw when I can and Yeah. And uh Neil's been drawing up a storm.
2: Yeah. I know. I've been getting the emails. Thanks for sending those to me. No problem. Yeah. It's looking good.
0: Thanks for looking. I'm not gonna say
2: anything 'cause I am not going to say anything, cause i do not want to spoil it.
0: <laughs>
2: y'all gonna be excited when you see it. Yeah. I'm pointing in into the air as though someone's there. Yeah, that's how serious I am. Yeah, I'm pointing. I'm pointing at you.
0: (laughs) It's going to be a completely different kind of story. Uh, Yes. Because the last one was kind of like I don't know, bad guy of the week, even though it was like several months apart.
2: It was. It was good. Yeah, it was okay. I think it got better as it
0: went along. I think the the bonus chapters were actually much better than what what the main story was
2: it was it was it was definitely a trans. it's a transition story yeah and those are always kind of like you always feel kind of weird about doing those because you're like i have to get through this yeah. and i always end up okay your fans are always like yeah they're great yeah. yeah
0: yeah i definitely have more fun writing characters than i do have like writing stories because i'm like like okay where is this plot thread going <laughs> i don't know what am i going to do I'll write a funny scene.
2: Nah, it's cool. I understand. Yeah. I'm thankful that my story is like actually just like one, It's one story, and all I can just when I get to it, I'm like, yeah. okay, so what's happening? All right, I have to get here. So, all right, let's get there. <laughs> yeah, the jar was sort of like whatever the hell my brother was thinking that week. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Like, okay, so <laughs> dungeon. What do you think about dungeons? I love it. Let's do it. I have absolutely no idea what we're about to do.
1: But didn't your brother have an aversion to to chicks with heavy tops?
2: He, he had an aversion to uh to anything like sexual happening in the comic. He didn't oh. really want that he didn't want that kind of comic. He wanted he wanted an action comic, but we didn't really end up with an action comic.
1: <laughs> Well, it's so, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I know I know you can do action. I know you can do action, yeah. but I also know that you'd rather do something funny and well, sexy was, at the same time versus. It
2: was more that this was our first project, so we had absolutely no idea like how to do any of this. Like I had had no schooling, and like I I was just sort of like, I have no idea how to make a comic. All right, let's just and you know, I'd made some fan comics, but I was like. Sure, let's do this. But yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I, I, the bonus comics were really good for, um, for Dacian, Dacian yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, That's okay. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: it's like Han okay. Solo and Han Solo. I don't really care how people pronounce it.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry. I just I try to say it right because.
0: That's okay.
2: Because yeah. yeah, people don't I'm very
0: easygoing on that.
2: Yeah, it's it's like my real name. People butcher it all the time, and they're always apologizing. I'm like, look, I've lived this long, so I just sort of answer it to anything pretty much. If it sounds similar, okay. Hey, you! Yeah, exactly. That's why kitty hawk is so much better, because it's so much easier to say.
1: Hello, hello, is there yeah. anybody
2: out there? I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, yeah. Sailor Moon. Sailor oh, yeah. Moon. Yes.
1: Yeah. So when is the in new Sailor Moon hours. starting again?
2: In a few hours. No, the new one. Oh, the new one's not till July. So, but the old one is going to start getting released on Hulu. Uh, Well, in a few hours. Um, So, I'm hoping like at midnight. Probably not. Do you,
1: you think they have a new American dub of the theme song?
2: Most likely. Oh, that'd be so yeah, hilarious! Yeah, I think I think it's because it's actually it was copywritten.
0: Or maybe they'll just leave the Japanese one alone, which is my yeah,
2: preference. It, it's actually similar. It's similar enough to the one the one for and it's actually the one in Japanese, uh, and the one in English. It's pretty much the same song. It's just that they sort of guitar the hell up the American one.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And I've said this before. As much as I'm like pro dub all the time, I've heard enough bad, badly done uh, Americanized songs. I'm just like, just leave the Japanese one in there, please.
2: The Sailor Moon one isn't ter- like the Sailor Moon one. I'm gonna have to say isn't one of the most terrible ones. No, it's, it's actually,
0: not at all. But I'm afraid yeah. of them redoing it and making it terrible.
1: I, I
2: think is, they could. I think
1: they could. I think they could do it.
2: No, nah, it's Biz. Biz is pretty terrible about Americanizing songs. If you've listened to the ones that have been on, um... they
0: probably give it to like Sandy Fox. Oh,
2: oh ter- by the way, well Neil... they're not as bad as fun
0: <coughs> Neil,
1: oh. you still, Neil, you still have to watch Fairy Tale.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh, fairy
2: Tale. Oh, I have you read? Um, tale. Have you read the Seven Deadly Sins? No. Hmm. Um, and Nanatsu no Tai... 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 is this something another uh it's like it's a shonen jump series it's pretty good i gotta say it's um,
1: on Sh- it's in shonen jump
2: yeah or it's it's shonen jumpy so i assume it no it's shonen not jump. it's not
1: jump it's it's sunday
2: okay whatever but it's it's it feels like it. it it has that shonen jump feel to it um what's the other series i've been watching reading definitely enjoying
1: it. actually actually the author of this and the author of fairy Tail are like best friends
2: that's awesome. That's probably why the art looks similar. Uh let's see. I got my volume my volume nine of Oku, which I'm extremely was extremely happy and read all of that. Um and Kanagi is back on track.
1: But uh one thing though that uh, you know uh you know, last I checked that uh, Neil did really enjoy uh at least the look of Fairy Tale.
2: Yeah for- yeah, Fairy Tale looks awesome. Oh Jesus Christ!
1: I just I'm after... enjoy it because Pretty
0: easily on board with anything that's cute nowadays.
1: <clears throat> I just enjoy Fairy Tale because uh, the the author has a skill to where you, there's a, there could be a, a background character or a side character, and you'd be like, oh, this is an interesting looking background character or side character, and then all of a sudden, you know, the author hits you with, oh my God, this character actually has a lot of stuff going on, and then it's like. And and then there's a feeling of, of 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 loss and and power and all this. It's like wow, this is how you do an ensemble cast.
2: Yeah, it it's a it's a pretty good it was pretty good from what I saw. Uh oh my God, Renee updated. What? Oh uh, the the new the new well it's not so new anymore, but the the new Miko Takahashi series that's oh. going on right now. Renee. Yeah, I don't know why I keep reading reading this shit. I think it's like, it's like one of those, I have series that I don't like, but I read them because it's sort of like, I enjoy hating them. And Renee is one of them because, because all I keep thinking the entire time while I'm reading Renee is, I remember when you were good. And I guess that's also why I read um, Gate 7 by Clamp. It's like, I remember when you were good. This
1: is why I read UQ Holder, except uh, Ken Naka, what's his name, It was never good.
2: Uh, it's just... Rene... Ken Nakamatsu
1: was never good, so yeah. I'm reading... No,
2: he was... he was never good.
1: So I read him like, how long can you be a hack and still make money?
2: What is he working on now?
1: UQ Holder.
2: Okay, yeah, I think I I think I wa- I read like the first chapter of that.
1: UQ and, and Holder just... is a direct sequel to. Uh, uh,
2: to to Negima. Yeah.
1: Yes, and yeah, uh, <sighs> where basically it turns out that the lolly girl is now an adult lolly girl, and yeah. she's a teacher and she has and she has a yakuza of of undead of the undead, and the main character is this Indian boy that she was raising. At, mm. that becomes a vampire like her and he wants to, like, go to the top of a tower to play a song or something.
2: Yeah, I, I think I, che- I checked out, like, after the first chapter because... um
1: Because I, that's <laughs> the thing that every shonen jump protagonist needs now is, I have this goal!
2: Well, I mean, that's always been the thing, but, like, I guess my problem with Ken Akamatsu has always been that he reveals shit in the beginning and then you're just left reading the rest of the, the the series like going okay well you told me the whole thing in the beginning so go fuck yourself and also I mean, there's, he... a,
1: there's also a tg character in it
2: oh yeah well he he has a he has this like he's like a michael bay kind of person he likes to throw everything
1: in and not
2: resolve shit and the, the,
1: this TG character is basically an androgynous character who when when this character becomes 16 gets to choose to either be a boy or a girl.
2: Oh, that that old chestnut. God.
1: Tell us how you really uh. feel.
2: Well, I mean, I I read K- Kanaka Kanakamatsu's stuff when I was like working for GameStop, and I would just read it for free because fuck if I was going to pay for that. <laughs> so I mean, I read Love all of Love Hina just because I was just like, what the hell is this? And I read all of AI Love You, and that was terrible. I read a good bit of Nagima, and I honestly cannot tell you what happened in Nagima, because like, I just sort of was like, what the fuck?
1: Stuff shit? happened, like, and then stuff.
2: It's like Sabasa Chronicles. Like Those two were going on at the same time, and they both had the same problems, which is, Oftentimes, I couldn't tell you what the fuck was going on because it was like, I don't know, they jumped from another world, and and all that shit from the other world didn't get resolved. And, uh,
1: clamp sliders.
2: Yeah, clamp sliders. Oh, and now now I got to look at the new Fujishima series that's starting next month.
1: And the, it's it's and you know what? I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of you know what? Once what new series actually got me going okay enough with the fucking harems what uh nisekoi
2: oh that series yeah
1: (laughs) so kitty hawk knows
2: i guess i'm not i'm not like i don't particularly i'm not over the 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 genre i think my thing is is like there's nothing new like a lot of these series are just rehashing the same shit over and over. That's that's I guess. true,
1: but uh, but oh, but one series was brave enough to go harem ending.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love harem ending.
1: W- which one was that again? It was uh, shit. It was Mino Masaki. Yes, that one went harem ending.
2: That series went weird at the end.
1: I know, but at least it went harem ending.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the the victory lap chapter was really weird. The victory lap chapters were really weird. Like, the, let's go to Hokkaido. Yeah. What is up with all these series, like, doing victory laps? Like, okay, so, like, Amazing Spider-Man 2 had a victory lap. Um, Umino Masaki had a victory lap. And what's going on with Yamada and the Seven Witches?
1: I don't know. It should have stopped.
2: Yeah, it really honestly should have, but it's still going. Because there's a new witch adventure.
1: But uh Nisikoi, let me give uh Neil the rundown of the of the uh plot of Nisikoi. Yes. <clears throat> there's this guy who's a regular guy. And he has he has this trinket from from when he was a child, which is this which is this necklace with this overly complicated lock on it. And so the thing is it turns out his family is a Yak Yakuza family. And there's this girl that he has to pretend to be uh dating. But they actually hate each other, and this girl is like from a mafia family, and they're pretending to be dating so the families can be at peace. So this is just a sham that they that the, the, the fathers of the two families put together. Okay, we need to have peace. This is the best way to have peace.
2: Political marriage, yeah.
1: So – and there's also this normal girl that's a, that's a cute girl that's also a friend of both of them, and and so the guy likes the normal cute girl. The yaku- the the mobster girl likes him, and the the normal cute girl likes him, too. And the thing, it turns out, is both of these girls have keys. And one of these keys will open up the lock, and this is the promised girl from his childhood. And But then it turns out more of these girls show up with more keys. It's like, then another girl shows up, and she was also friends with them all back when they were kids and she also has a key
2: Did daddy like sew a bunch of keys
1: <laughs> it's 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 it gets to the point of ridiculousness because if it was just the two girls with the keys it'd be like okay okay it's a little love heinish it's it's a it's a little it's a little eh. but you know what i'll let it pass promise
2: girl yeah well and then but the thing is is like that's a it's a really good promise and like you could add other girls by saying, well, maybe you should choose to go your own way.
1: Yeah, let's forget the stupid lock thing. But no, yeah, all but... these girls have fucking keys. It's like there's like eight girls now. They all have keys. So they all sort, they all hung out with each other back in back in the day.
2: You know what? They went. They went to the locksmith and made copies.
1: So now, so now it's like whose key will open up his heart? And it's like. Uh... <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I I think I I like watched I read a little bit and then I just was like, mm-hmm.
1: the only thing I, had I have to quit. say is the art is cute as hell.
2: Yeah, the art is really adorable. I have to I have to give it that, but it wasn't enough to keep my attention. Like I haven't really enjo- I didn't enjoy it. Um, I am still enjoying uh, Minamoto uh, uh Monotogari, uh. the one yeah the one with the, the uh, let's see, Blue Balls, the series, as it's being called. <laughs> um, yeah, Him and the Ant, yeah.
1: Oh, God.
2: The Ant. Karuko.
1: Well, there's also, uh, I've been reading this other new series called Fuka.
2: I saw that one, I haven't read that one yet.
1: It's, uh, see, there's this one, there's this one manga artist that's known for doing, like, extreme, uh, well, the same body types for women over and over again. It, uh, okay. Uh, so so Koji. Koji. So Koji is his name. And yeah. uh, and Fuka is about this guy who's obsessed with Twitter. He's always on his phone doing tweets. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Until one day he meets this girl who breaks his phone because she thinks he's trying to take a picture up her skirt. Right. And then all of a sudden now he's in love with her. And she wants she wants to form a band. And, right. he, and now he's going to be in her band, but it turns out that he has, he has a childhood friend from years ago who's a famous idol singer now. And now it's like, now they're competing for him or something.
2: Okay. That's okay. Interesting. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what was it I've been reading? Komomo Confessory, which uh, I don't know. It's not really going anywhere. Um, someone sent me a cooking manga and I need to read it, but I've, Forgot
1: where I went to it. So uh, Bambino.
2: Really... Go ahead. Bambino is awesome. Great Bambino.
1: Is about is about Babe Ruth.
2: No, it's about <laughs> cooking.
1: Okay, but you it's say good. Bambino, I'm like I'm thinking of a big Bambino.
2: He is a big Bambino. They call him Bambino because his name is Ban, and you know Bambi.
1: But one thing that I was kind of enjoying was this, this tennis manga called Baby Steps.
2: I haven't read that one. Yeah, the um, art's
1: cute. The, the the story's actually believable unlike Prince of Tennis. Yeah. Cuz you have this guy who's an, an a, of average uh, of average body, of average physical ability but is really good at like ma- making notes. So that's the big thing. Right. He, he writes meticulous notes. Okay. And he's able to, you know, play really good tennis because he's able to figure out the patterns of his opponents. Okay. So, like I said, it's not like Prince of Tennis at all, because there's no, uh, there's no, uh, you know, there's no uh, serve that that destroys the dinosaurs and stuff like that.
2: Ah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh, let's see. I've read uh, Samire Chan, 16 years old.
1: Is that the one with the puppet? Yes, it's the
2: one with the puppet. Oh, God, no. Yes, it's the one with the puppet. No. It's okay. It was cute. I have to say, in the end, I it was pretty cute. Um, it is a little creepy at times, but I, I think it's actually adorable, and it leaves you kind of wondering, like, what was up with the old man, you know, and stuff like that. So I, I would recommend. I wouldn't recommend it to everyone, but eh, it was okay. Uh, that and also, what did you eat yesterday? Uh-huh. Which is about a gay couple in Japan, and it's really in depth in the cooking. I've really gotten into cooking manga lately. Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. The the only thing I'm reading from Jump really is uh, Bleach.
2: Yeah, I'm not really reading anything from Jump nowadays. And honestly, I have to say, like when I read shit, I I honestly don't remember everything I've read. Like I I read just whatever is on the feed and i just read that because if if the name looks interesting the story looks interesting oh my god a new chapter of Koino katachi <laughs> yes
1: i am i have been reading freezing i it's for the articles yeah,
2: yeah for the articles um oh what was that, that it's that actually a korean was...
1: artist doing freezing so
2: yeah i know um, what was that one that I was reading that had the really cute girls in it? Security. No, it was even cuter. The the art was really really good. Ah, I saw it the other day and now I can't remember what. So it was. So that's cute Oh well, <laughs> I understand, but no, it wasn't security. Um, it was something else. Um, it was about a dorm dorm girls. Oh um,
1: yes, I remember. Is that the one with the lesbian girl girls? Yeah,
2: there's a yeah, there was a new chapter and I read that. It was really okay. Um yeah, but I can't really think of anything else like off the top of my head. Mostly I've been just working and listening to people's pinball videos or um,
1: have you listening... been have you been reading Kim Kimmy Ni Tadoki?
2: Which one is that?
1: It's about this this shy girl with long black hair that is that is jokingly called by everyone in school Sudoku.
2: Oh, that one, yeah. I think I started reading that one and then I just sort of fell off.
1: because um, her name isn't Sadako. It's 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 something else.
2: It's Sawako.
1: Yeah, but she's called Sadako yeah. because she has long black hair and, and has a pale face.
2: Looks like the character for me. Um. Yeah, I, 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 I think I started reading that one, and then I just sort of fell off, and I don't know why. Um, it probably was because I was reading twenty series at the time, and said, "Well, one has to get eliminated." It is
1: actually kind of cute. I remember. I remember. Uh, uh, before before Asuka died, he said he was starting to read it.
2: Yeah, I remember. I actually talked to him about that. I think we were on a show together, and we sort of mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 it's very cute. Um, I'll probably go back and read it. I just, like I said, for some reason I just sort of fell off because, like, I do that like with series. I'll like walk away for a bit and then come back, and it's really good to do that because then you can come back and there's like 20 chapters or something.
1: Different. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Neil?
2: <laughs>
0: about me? Yeah. What about you? I don't know. I
2: don't really read
0: manga, so.
2: Yeah, it's okay. I haven't really
0: picked anything up to read in a long time.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah, I realize that, like, mostly what I read is manga, just because it's just convenient. Like, it's all in one place. Well, I
1: was rereading JMS's Spider-Man run last night.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's see, what am I gonna... What do I have to read? I've got a bunch of the free... I still gotta read, like, some of the free comic book day comics that I got. I haven't gotten around to that. But
1: because some yeah. of the stuff is pretty good like there's uh like uh, JMS did have an issue where uh where uh where Aunt May finds out Peter Parker is Spider-Man so
2: mm. Yeah before they I, retconned I,
1: the whole damn thing so
2: Yeah <laughs> I've kind of fallen off of western comics I have to admit that cuz like I don't know I, I got into the ultimate stuff and then like I tried to read Batman again. I, I just honestly don't really care what's going on. Like, Marvel, as far as I'm concerned, it's like, I'll just watch the movies. Thanks.
1: The funny thing is, uh, way, way back in the day, when you had a forum, Kitty Hawk,
2: uh-huh.
1: uh, I was on your forum, and I said, hey, you know what, I really think Kitty Hawk likes the Ultimates because of just the way that she designed her Thor. And and people actually, are like oh oh ben, oh Ben you're crazy. There's no there was there's no way yeah. Kitty Hawk reads Ultimates.
2: Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> actually, he's not based on that Thor.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, he did. Ha- now there, I'm not gonna say that there probably was any was like, it there any drip was, over. There probably was some drip over, but the honest truth is, is that he's actually based on my brother and the Thor from Sandman. Okay, yeah, like uh, the the red hair specifically, I liked that version, the red hair on Thor. So I took that, and then he's just supposed to be a giant bird. He's just my brother, the same body type, same hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought I I need a big person. My brother's big. I'll use him. Yeah, yeah. So Thor Thor is pretty. So he was sort of based on his his body, my brother's body type, and the red hair, and okay. the personality is someone else.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, that was just something that happened in Kitty Hawk's No, old, no, no, old, no. Old... You,
2: you were spot on that. I that I would totally read that. I mean, like I really liked that take. I have to say, I actually like that take on Thor the best.
1: Versus ye doth verily.
2: I mean, I like that version too. Like I like both versions, but I kind of like the idea of it. Like. I liked it in Ultimates 1, where it was, like, questionable whether or not what he was saying was actually real.
1: And then, you know, does Mother know you're wearing thine drapes?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: you, you know, Robert Downey Jr. ad-libbed that. Yeah.
2: He is pretty awesome. Uh, but so, yeah. some of the best
1: parts of that movie were ad-libbed.
2: Well, like, the best parts of any, like, Ghostbusters. all
1: we came, we saw, we kicked its ass.
2: Well, because like, and also like, uh, you know, best part of like, one of the best parts of Raiders of the Lost Ark was a ad-lib as well. Blam.
1: Yeah, Harrison Ford had the flu.
2: Yeah, And it, it, it just, you can see it on his face. Like, I really do not want to be doing this shit. And it just sells it.
1: <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> oh, this is-
1: Anyways, uh, let's see here. Woo-hoo, it's uh,
2: previews. Oh, yeah! No, sorry, I just saw the scene the in previews and... Yeah. That's oh, that's oh. about that. <laughs>
1: Yay! But anyways, this is uh, the last part of our show where we rambled on because... Yeah. <laughs> ...we didn't want to go do a walkthrough of food fights. So this is your host, Ben.
0: With TV's Mr. Neal.
2: And Kitty Hawk a Sparkling Generation Valkyrie Yuki, SGBY.com, your one stop shop for sexy fun. And it's not food fight.
1: And we say goodnight.
2: Bye. Good night.